0: Hey, it's great to be with you uh, thinking about the second week of our Simply Be series as we come together and really look at the simplicity of our call as disciples, as followers of Jesus, just to be with him, just to be with Jesus. You know, um, we talk about our vision, about who we are here at St. Paul Shadwell. We talk about making disciples, transforming communities, and planting churches. You know, that's who we are. That's who God has called us to be. The first one of those things is making disciples. And sometimes we just need to get back to basics in thinking about what that means. Not just what it means to make disciples, but what it means for us to be disciples ourselves, to be followers of Jesus. What does that look like? And so this series really is about simply being with Jesus, simply being with him. And as we learn to be with him, as we learn what it means just to be with Jesus, we begin to become like him. We begin to be transformed into his image. And as we begin to become like him, we begin to do the things that Jesus did. That's what this series is all about. Becoming like Jesus and doing the things that he did. So today um, is about becoming like Jesus, but it all comes from this springboard of being with him. And Phil uh, sort of kicked us off last week thinking a little bit about what that might mean, what it might mean for us to be a people who are with our teacher, with our rabbi, if you want to use the language that Jesus might have used um, when he was walking on the earth. What might it have meant for us to follow a rabbi? Um, and Phil spoke a little bit about this last week. Following a rabbi isn't something that Jesus made up, but is something that was common um, amongst the, the Jewish people of Jesus' day. Uh, you'd have an esteemed rabbi who had trained and followed for years um, and who would call others, or others rather would request to follow him and follow him around and get to know him and stick close to him, and learn his wisdom, learn his teachings, and learn what it meant to live life like him. To live life like this rabbi, you know, um, eating meals with him, uh, being part of the teaching that he was doing, following him everywhere that he went, um, even like sleeping alongside him in in the groups, all the followers alongside the rabbi. There was an expression about, um, you know, you'd been successful as a follower of a rabbi that day when you were covered in the dust of your rabbi's sandals all over your robes because you had followed your rabbi that closely. That is what we talk about, when we read about discipleship, when we read the word disciple in scripture, that is what we're talking about here. We're talking about that close following of our rabbi Jesus who calls us to follow him closely. And we know that we've been following him closely when we begin to see transformation as we become like him. You know, the aim of the game is almost to emulate, to copy, to become like Jesus which is not something we necessarily uh, love in our culture or uh, think of as a good thing to become like other people to copy somebody to emulate somebody Um, but really that's what this call is it's a radical call uh, to let go of ourselves to follow somebody else and to become like him and we are talking really about remaining in Jesus When we talk about being with him, we're talking about remaining in him and remaining in his presence, abiding with him, connecting with the spirit and what it is the spirit is doing. And Phil uh, spoke about it last week and, and just reminded us earlier as well about the verse that we've often sort of been coming back to maybe for the last year, year and a half now in John 15 that says this. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You know, Jesus is talking to his disciples, talking to the people that he'd chosen to follow him reminding them to remain close to him, to draw near to him, to continue to remain in him, to remain connected on to the vine. And as we do that, that we become a fruitful people. And that's something we've spoken a lot about as a family over the last year, year and a half. But Jesus is reminding his followers and reminding us that we show ourselves to be followers, to be disciples, as we choose daily to remain in him, to remain in what it is that he is doing and where he is leading us, remaining in his spirit. And how do we do that? Well, we do that through this constant connection and awareness to the spirit. And practically, that looks like practicing spiritual disciplines, which sounds like a big thing, but really just means praying, worshipping, gathering together remaining in his word, all of those basic building blocks that um, we think of as those things that make us followers of Jesus. Um, If you are not familiar with those things, maybe the Alpha course is a great thing to try, um, to think about some of those things, about what those building blocks might be. Um, But these things that often we uh, try to build into our lives that sometimes we feel guilty about when we don't manage to do it, Praying and worshipping and reading scripture, you know, these things, as Phil reminded us last week, they're not ends in themselves. You know, if we do these things, it's not, those are not the things that make us followers. The things that we need to tick off our list in order that we might call ourselves disciples. They're the things that we do in order that we might stay connected, we might stay immersed in the Spirit. We might stay as branches connected to the vine, You know, these are things that we need to build into our lives to help us daily to be with Jesus. So that was a reminder about what we were talking about here in this whole series about being with Jesus, about what that might look like, what that might mean. But today what I wanted to talk about is becoming like him. That's what we're focusing on uh, this week, becoming like Jesus as we have been with him, as we continue to be with him. I really believe that we... Begin to become like him. I want to really um, focus on the impact of what it could possibly mean to believe, even just for a second, that if we truly are with Jesus, the change that might happen, the transformation that might happen in each one of us, in us as a team, us as a family, us as a church, both here locally and globally if we dare to believe, what it might mean to be with Jesus and therefore see transformation, to become like him. I wanted to give us hope this evening to maybe remind you, to remind us, or maybe tell you for the first time that transformation is something that is possible. I really believe that. You know, that when we come and meet with Jesus, we leave every time as changed people. That is something that I really, really believe. And maybe you've come this evening feeling stuck, feeling trapped, maybe just feeling a bit dry, maybe feeling a bit um, restless. And I just want to remind each one of us that we, as we come to be with Jesus, we can and we will continue to see transformation as we become more and more like him. It's possible. And it comes from being with Jesus, being connected with the Spirit. And I kind of talk about those things interchangeably. Um, It says in Romans, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Paul here is writing a letter to the Romans, reminding them, that the spirit of the Lord, as they are with Jesus, as they welcome the spirit and stay connected to him, they can see complete overhaul of their lives. They can become transformed into his image. It comes from the spirit, and it's a sense of continual, ongoing transformation, ongoing change as we are transformed into his image, and it says, with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. I want a bit of that. You up for that? So I wanted to talk about transformation in three ways. And just as I've obviously been diligently seeking the Lord, um, also, as Phil mentioned, I'm an ordinand here, so I'm I'm training to eventually become a vicar. And that means working closely under Phil, under his um, teacherhood, under his leadership. Um, And so that means following closely and uh, becoming more like him, and in that sense, I have got three Ps for you this evening, uh, because I have learned from Phil how to preach a sermon. So, my first one is this. Transformation is possible. Transformation is something that is possible, and that is something I really, really believe. Transformation is possible, and it's something that we can and will and continue to see, but how do I know? This is something that I've been thinking about for a while and something that I know because of changes that I've observed in myself. And an example of that is changes I've seen in myself since moving to London. So I've lived in this city for 10 years now, and there are lots of things about me that have changed because of living in this place and being part of this city. Something that hasn't changed is I still speak properly, so I still say bath and grass I don't say bath or grass. Not yet. My mother will abandon me if I ever do. Um, so that hasn't changed. But lots of things about me have changed from living in this city. You know, the amount of money that I find acceptable to pay for a cup of coffee has definitely changed. Um, I take for granted that I can get what I want when I want it. Um, I can probably get it delivered pretty quickly it only occurred to me a couple of years ago that on Christmas day I could pop out and buy a pint of milk at midnight no one else in the country can do that um, there are things about living in this city that have changed me, changed the way I live changed my attitude and like more personal changes within me as well You know, expecting to get things quicker expecting things to happen more efficiently um, getting cross with people when they're slow walking along the pavement or get in the way is that just me? I am now one of these people who is slow, which is sad. So I'm sorry if you get stuck behind me on the pavement. It will be over soon. Um, There's lots about me that has changed since moving to this place and that I can observe and that I can sort of pick out tangibly, see. I'm connected in to the life of this city by living here, by working here, by worshipping here, by knowing my neighbours. And as a result, I am continually, daily transforming in good ways and in bad ways. Um, And that's how I know that transformation is something that is possible, because it's something that I've I've observed in myself and in other people that happens without us even thinking about it, that happens without us even being intentional about it. Transformation is something that we are all going through every single day, whether we know it or not, on a daily basis. And we we have the decision about where we point that transformation. But even if we get up in the morning and go about our lives and think nothing about transformation the whole day, we are people who are being transformed. And that's how I know that transformation is something that is possible. But just for a minute, imagine if we did every day, wake up with an intention of our lives being transformed in a particular direction. Imagine if we did do those things that we needed to do to stay connected into the vine, to stay connected into this life source that we talked about, which is being with Jesus. Imagine, just allow ourselves to imagine the transformation that could take place by doing that. Um, by having that intention, by pointing our lives in that particular direction, by not stepping out of the door and allowing our environment, our influences, the things that surround us to transform us in ways that we don't have control over, but rather staying connected in to who Jesus is by being with him, by practicing those spiritual disciplines. Imagine the impact that that could have on us, individually, as a community, as a society. And the sort of transformation that I'm talking about that is possible. It's more than transformation that we might see sort of on social media. You know, the sort of before and after pictures um, when people are advertising weight loss products on Instagram. You know, that kind of transformation where you're not really sure how it really happened, whether it's really down to what they're saying it's down to, whether it will actually really last at all. That kind of transformation that sort of blows you away at the first instance. And then when you sort of pick behind it, there's not really anything behind it in particular. Um, That's not the kind of transformation that I'm talking about here. I'm talking about genuine life-changing transformation where we become people who are more and more like Jesus. And as we spend time with him, that is something that I believe we can all see in each one of us. We genuinely can and we genuinely will become more like Jesus if we spend time in his presence, connected to his spirit. So transformation is possible and transformation is something that is practical Galatians 5, again, this is something that we've been coming back to time and time again. And it says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Transformation is practical. And what I mean by that is that we can tangibly hold on to it. You know, it sounds like a big word, doesn't it? Transformation. It means a complete change. But it's something that we can hold on to, something tangible. You know, what this uh, passage is telling us about the fruit of the Spirit is that as we are connected in to the Spirit, as we're connected in to Christ by being with Him and prioritizing that, we begin to see these tangible changes in our lives. We begin to become people who are more loving, who are more joyful, who are more peaceful and patient, who are kinder, You know, who are more faithful, who are more gentle, who have more self-control. We begin to see all of these fruits, all of these different characteristics, the way the character of Jesus bubbling up inside us and spilling out. Because of the time that we're spending with our rabbi following him closely. But it's tangible, you know. It's something that we can almost measure. We can look back three years ago and think, yeah, do you know what? I'm probably a more faithful person than I was three years ago. But it's something that we only see by being connected, by remaining in him. By staying in Jesus' presence and in the presence of the Spirit. And you know what the really exciting thing about this is? Is that as we move towards these things, you know, as we move towards being people who are more loving, who are more gracious, who are more generous, we're not just moving towards something, but we're moving away from something else. The rest of this passage talks about death and sin. But as we stay close to Jesus, as we remain in him, Not only do we move further into life, not only are we transformed more into people that look more like Jesus and act more like him and walk on this earth more like him, we walk away from those things in our lives that cause us death, that cause us anxiety, that cause us to fall and to sin and to harm one another and ourselves. We get to move towards those things as we become more and more like Jesus. And the amazing thing about that is that we don't have to strive for it. You know, we don't have to write a list of these are the things I really wish I was better at and I really want to get better at them and I'm really struggling. You know, we don't have to do it like that. That's not how it works. Jesus is saying and reminding us constantly, we just have to come to him, to be with him and to daily be connected to his spirit. And the transformation is practical. The transformation comes through being with him. So transformation, it's possible and it's practical, but it's also something that is progressive. You know, transformation is something that is a lifelong daily journey. And it's something that happens by looking almost at the influences that we have surrounding us. You know, I talked about our city, but there's lots of other things that we surround ourselves with that influence us and change us daily. It comes from looking those things on a daily basis, being aware of those things and replacing those things with our spiritual disciplines, with those things that keep us connected in to the spirit. And this is something that is a lifelong journey. You know, we don't become a Christian one day and then the next day, fantastic theologians who know the whole of scripture and who pray prophetically and who lead others to Christ on the street every day. You know, that doesn't happen. That's not how it works. This is a lifelong journey that each one of us is called on to, but it's an amazing journey of transformation. It's progressive. It builds day by day as we continue to follow Jesus. But, you know, we do, don't we? We do hear stories of wild transformation. We do hear incredible stories of those who uh, one day have been in a hotel room and have picked up a Gideon's Bible and have all of a sudden decided to follow Jesus and changed their entire lives and um, given up addictions and been healed from things and all sorts of mad, brilliant, amazing stuff. And, And the Spirit of God does work in those amazing ways. You know, he is an amazing God who transforms people instantly. But, you know, even in those scenarios, even in those wild events where people turn from completely one way to another, there is still that expectation there of total life overhaul, you know, pointing your life in a new direction. I was thinking about Zacchaeus, the tax collector, If you grew up in church as a kid, maybe you know a song about Zacchaeus um, in Luke 19, Zacchaeus' story. And Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and he uh, was hated basically by everybody because not only did he have to collect the taxes, but he cheated other people, and so he collected more taxes than he needed to um, for his own greed. And so he was not a very popular man in the society. Um, But he heard that Jesus was coming, and he decided to come and check out who this Jesus guy was, what he was all about, and Jesus comes to have dinner with him at his home, and through spending time with Jesus, Zacchaeus decides to transform his entire life. He goes from being the sort of almost comical crook of the story to becoming a faithful follower of Jesus and Jesus' way just by spending time, spending an afternoon, spending a dinner time with Jesus. Jesus he says to Jesus, I'm going to give half of my possessions to the poor and I'm going to give back everything that I've stolen from other people, four times the amount. But as I was thinking about this, this wild, crazy transformation that took place, I was struck that actually... Zacchaeus would have still had to wake up the next morning and actually do the things that he said he was going to do. You know, he would have actually had to sit down and work out and do the maths. How much do I owe to people? What is half of my income? And who am I going to give it to when I say I'm going to give it to the poor? You know, he would have had to actually go around and speak to each person that he cheated and give back the money that he owed them. Now, this isn't just one day, one afternoon lifetime transformation where he's turned around and that's it. Zacchaeus would have had to follow through with the promises that he made because of the transformation that Jesus brought about in him. And, you know, in the same way, we sometimes expect that that initial moment, that initial transformation that's happened to us as we turn our lives around to follow Christ, we expect that to be enough. But actually, that's not what our call is. The call on our lives is to have this daily following, this daily journeying with Christ. And that looks like a different thing for each one of us. But if we're really going to continue, truly continue on the trajectory of becoming more and more like Christ, more and more like Jesus, we need to recognize it as this daily, lifelong adventure. And yeah, do you know what? There probably will be moments of wild transformation in the midst of it. But really what it is about is this daily giving of ourselves to Jesus, staying connected in, staying connected to the vine. Um, being in step with the Spirit. Paul writes this to the Romans. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. We make a choice as followers of Jesus to live a sacrificial life of spiritual discipline before Christ in order that we might stay connected to the Spirit so that we can be transformed to become more like him. And I wonder whether, I wonder this for myself and I wonder it for all of us, I wonder whether we just need to change the environment, change the city that we're stepping out into each day. Instead of stepping out into London We almost need to allow the Holy Spirit to be the environment that we step out into, you know, allowing him daily to change us, allowing him daily to influence us, to grow us, to shape our expectations, to transform us. That is how we become people who are growing daily to become more like Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are a God of transformation. And that transformation is something that is possible, something that we can hold on to, something that we can believe in, something that we know can happen because of your faithfulness. And Lord, I ask that as we continue to figure out what it might mean to walk in step with you to walk in step with your spirit, to stay connected to you. I pray that for each one of us that you would come and you would do that work of transformation in our hearts, God, that we would become people who become more like you, who others point to, who others look at and say, yeah, I know that they're a Christian because they clearly are more loving are more patient through having spent time with Christ. And Lord, I pray that you would challenge us about our spiritual disciplines. Lord, would you show us where those are lacking? Would you show us where um, you're offering us space to be with you? Would you help us to prioritise that, Lord? Because we know that when we do, we can become people who are transformed in your love. To become more like you, Jesus. So would you come even now and do that amazing work of transformation? Would you remind us daily, Lord, as we give ourselves to you, that today, every day, we can see transformation in you through spending time with you and staying connected in with your spirit.